Why? Why would you listen to that? That makes no sense. That's disgusting. I know it's silky and filthy, but that's like be that's that's filthier than I like it. Are you serious? Are you serious? Why why do you think people listen to this? Is it soothing? Like do people fall asleep this way? I get it. I get it. If it's soothing, I get it. People go towards that to, to calm down. But go listen to some raindrops. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is people's pet peeves. You know, so many people hate when you chew with your mouth open Ooh. or make all these Ooh. eating sounds. Ooh. This is a pet peeve for a lot of people rather than something that's soothing. This would piss more people off than people that like it. If you like this, hit us up because I, I want to meet you because you sound like an interesting person. If you like this, I feel as if there was a good chance that you could be a serial killer. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't want to meet this person. Don't message us if you like. And when I say that, I just sounds. mean the chances are higher than any other breed of listener. Because I just <laughs> don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, you can listen to music. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to Silky and Filthy. You can listen to me. No, I was going to say that. You can listen to me ripping ass, but that probably wouldn't be very, very nice to you there. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, though. Would you rather? You never know. Would you though. rather be locked in a cell listening to a dude ripping ass for a month straight or a dude chewing. What does ripping ass mean? Just oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the worst parts ever. Okay. It, it, I only brought this uh, ASMR thing up because, you know, there are a lot of cars that drive by this spot. But I think that's cool. It's, it's ambiance. Yeah, that's and background. That's fine. It's background. And if people can listen to this shit, like, get the fuck out of here, okay? So don't come at us if you hear cars driving in the background, okay? It is what it is. It's Silky and Filthy on the Nux Misconduct Network. Welcome all you Silky studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Banks, he's Cal Bowen, and holy hell, that was a filthy start to the episode. Remember, instead of listening to chewing sounds, you could always listen to Silky and Filthy, or pretty much anything else out there in the universe other than that. But here you are with us on Silky and Filthy, we fucking appreciate it. Kyle, I want to start off the episode with a hypothetical, okay? A couple hypotheticals, I'll start, okay. My wife is halfway through her pregnancy, mm-hmm. we're popping on her first kid really soon. Not we, okay? Not we. She's I, popping. I know, it's, it's a weird thing to say, I know, I know, no, whatever. It's, it's not weird, just give her the credit, okay? Yeah, okay. You're she, watching. Yeah, you're right, she's popping up the kid, I will be there with her, and there might be some hockey-inspired names that I'm thinking of right now, Ooh. but if you were thinking of a hockey-inspired name, or someone you, someone you idolized to name after your child, who would it be? I already told you, man, Bobby. Bobby, yeah, it's nice. After, I don't know, I don't even Bobby know. Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan, sure. Dope dude. Dope dude. Courageous dude. Hey, I would want my son being courageous. Bobby. And I, I don't want that name because, let's be real, Bobby Bowen skating down the left wing. Bobby Bowen skating down the left it's wing? It's a sick name. It's a sick name. Really is. He shoots, he scores. Bobby Bowen for Surrey. Woohoo! Where, where's the goal horn, man? Just, they would just pan to me. I just, yeah, that's my son. Hey, well, Bobby Bowen. Well, I'll tell you, man. There might be a hockey-inspired name for my kids sometime down the road. I'll be sure. I'll be sure to share it with you and everybody else in the no, whole let, world. Let's do it right now. Okay, let, let's. Um, um, I'm not getting there right now. I'm changing to the next hypothetical. Okay. okay. We're, we're talking Buffalo Sabres today, but I want to ask you, who's going to have the better career, Jack Eichel or Elias Pettersson? That's a great question. 
Because and, they're both players um, on the rise. West Coast bias, baby. West Coast bias. I think they're two unbelievable players. And I also think that they will reach the same peak as far as where they rank in the tiers amongst players. I think these, these two players are either tier two, tier three at some point and for a long time in their career. Good question. I'm taking I'm taking Patterson though, okay? I'm taking Patterson. We see him all the time out here in the West Coast. West Coast bias. This is my city. This Patterson City. We we drunk off Elias Patterson. Let's be real, Vancouver. The dude's a competitor too, man. We talked about that Columbus goal. All right. Second last game of the year. Bro, that sh- that shit was uh that shit was epic. Epic. And, and that's just Elias Patterson, man. He's got that engine. He's got that engine. I'll say this though about Jack Eichel. He gets a pass, right? People aren't going after Jack Eichel for doing this constantly because he has every right. And I say this for a couple reasons. Obviously, because Buffalo sucks, and they have sucked, and things are not getting better. But I also say this because deep down, something does tell me that Jack Eichel wants to be that guy in Buffalo. He wants to make it work in Buffalo. Definitely. And it may be something with his, you know, relationship with the game of hockey. Maybe he, maybe he, well, obviously he appreciates the game and he knows America. Yes, America. Not the craziest about hockey. Max Kellerman a couple weeks ago said what? Said what? Exactly. Okay, exactly. He knows Buffalo loves hockey. That's something to, to appreciate, to love, to actually have something to stand for like that in, in the USA. Jack Eichel probably wants to be that guy in the hockey market, in the city, loving loving the game to, to do good things. I don't know. I, I think I feel bad for him, man. I feel bad for him, bro. He's sick. He's sick. He may be the unluckiest player right now if we're I, talking about the skill and, and the results in the NHL. I would agree with that. I would say he's probably the unluckiest player in the NHL because to answer your question, or to answer my own question, I guess, about Eichel and Patterson, I do think it's Elias Patterson, but part of that circumstance, too, Elias Pedersen surrounded by some better players right now. So I think who's going to have the better career? Jack Eichel needs some fucking help, man. He's got Rasmus Dahlin and not much else at all right now. It's been a fucking mess in Buffalo. Um, and yeah, I mean, you talk about motor. Like, Eichel's got that fucking motor, He does. Too. He like, does. I would argue maybe he even has a better motor than Pedersen. But Pedersen's creativity is just a step above and you could say no, But you could say that about Eichel, too. They're both interesting players. Interesting players. And... and we, we don't watch a lot of, I, I can only say this for myself, I don't watch a lot of Sabres games, but Sabres games, I'm sorry, but every time I do, this guy's the best player, obviously, and he competes. But he does it in a different way. I feel as if, maybe Eichel's smarter. He sees the game differently. So I, I don't know, man. I feel as if Pedersen competes a bit harder, whereas Eichel, he's all over the place, but he's very subtle about it. I don't know. That's what I'm seeing. Ah, it's the last pitch, man. West Coast bias. I, I do see what you're saying. They're both really good defensive players. I think that's the other, another thing that doesn't get a lot of credit. But I do wonder how Jack Eichel would play if he actually had some talent, you know? We're talking about Jack Eichel has 78 points this season. No other Buffalo Sabre has more than 50. Sam Reinhart actually hit 50. I mean, he like kind of propped up Victor Olsson, too, who scored a bunch of power play goals but didn't do much else. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres were dog shit this year, and Eichel had the dog best shit, season man. of his career. Dog shit. Now, the reason we're talking about Eichel, of course, is the tasty takeaway of the week here on Silky and Filthy and in the entire NHL. But Jason Bartle getting fired by the Buffalo Sabres three weeks after Kim Pegula said that he, his job was saved. I mean, the Pegulas have no idea what they're doing. I don't know if you've seen this, Doc Kyle. Say but between it. the Sabres and the Buffalo Bills, the Pegulas have owned both those teams for 16 seasons. 
there have been three playoff berths combined between those two teams in those 16 seasons. So obviously they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> first and foremost. They Is it Terry don't. Pagula? 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 I think I'm butchering the name. Pagula. But I think it's Pagula. But who I mean, who, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It they're doesn't bo- matter. They're killing the Buffalo Sabres, one of the most deserving fan bases in the NHL. Facts. And it's, it's a damn shame, man. It's a damn shame. I mean, Jason Botterill, he didn't have a great tenure there, and I'm not surprised he got fired. He obviously got chirped by Jack Eichel, who should really just run the team. He's got enough passion. Just get let this guy be GM. Who cares? <laughs> let him get the guys he wants. Like, yo, Jack Eichel's down. I guarantee yo, you. Yo, he loves Buffalo. Something, something's telling me he loves Buffalo. He hates the situation right now, but he loves it. Now, will that last another year of disappointment? Because, hey, in reality, this, this is embarrassing. 24 teams got into the dance, and Eichel, once again, is not invited. He's a competitor. 24 teams. 24. Tournament. I know. It's, it's the CFL out here. <laughs> it's the CFL out here. It's ridiculous. But it is what it is, and it's honestly it's, it's bad luck. Buffalo's had all bad this, hockey. Ha, for they've, they've had a lot of bad seasons. They haven't made the playoffs for nine years, longest streak in the NHL. But something about this season felt even worse. I think last season there's even a bit of hope. In the season before, there's a bit of hope. They were doing some things right, but they just couldn't get it together. And then this season, I think things just fell off the rails a bit. There was no goaltending. Jeff Skinner had the shittiest year of all time. <laughs> and there's just not much hope in the organization. They haven't drafted well. You look at the drafting since before Botterill arrived even, but as he's been there as well. They do not have a lot of players that have come out of, you know, the second round, third round, anything like that. And even some of their first-round picks, like Alex Nylander. Who? Zem- <laughs> Zemgis Gergensen. Okay, great name, though. That's not, let's not, no, let's not hate on that dude, okay? Name, Let him... Name. That dude's one of the best players in the league, okay? It's not It's not his fault. Yo, Latvian pride right there, man. That shout, name shout is unbelievable. Trevor, you know why this is happening? It's because they got nothing for Ryan O'Reilly. Right? Am I right? Now, no, I know right. that he was frustrated, too, and you probably didn't want that in your locker room. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, man. Man, oh, man. Buffalo had Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly. Uh... <laughs> But it's something with the culture in uh, Buffalo. Something like O'Reilly didn't want to be there. You I know? know, but just thinking of that and thinking of the way that O'Reilly played last year, that is just, that's one of those, man. Yo, SB Nation, they, they make a lot of good YouTube content. Talk about that. Okay, Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly were on the same team. Centers, boom, boom. Couldn't make it work. The culture, maybe it's something in the water fountains. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back again with the water fountains. Okay, something's got to give. Change up the water. Change up the spirit. Maybe they got to light some more candles in there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they got to talk to Phil Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad though. I feel bad though. Okay, so let me pause this, this music in the back. Let's play some. Let's play some inspirational music and let's talk to our cousins, man. Our cousins. Okay, we from Vancouver. We from Vancouver. You from Buffalo. We came from the same, same what? Same, same family. Both came into the league. Same 1970. Yep, yep. And even though you fucked us years. over, yes, you fucked us over during the, the draft lottery way back when, when, when Vancouver actually thought they won, won a chance at Perot, right? Gilbert Perot, Perot? Yep. We still love you. We still care about you, okay? You're family. And you don't deserve this. Trevor and I, we talk a lot of shit about some places in America and its relationship with hockey. Florida, Phoenix, yeah, we talk about you, okay? But we never talk bad about Buffalo because they deserve better. And right now, this is bullshit. This is bullshit, bullshit. Yo, the owners, if you can do it with the Bills and Josh Allen and hire the right people because they're just a well, 
well-run organization right now. They got a good GM, a good at coach. At this point, finally. Buffalo. At this point, finally. You got to do the same thing. You got to do the same thing in Buffalo. I heard, and I remember seeing this too. They were spelling players' names wrong on the back of their jerseys. There's there's some fan out there yelling about, about an alumni game involving Buffalo Sabres players. And they had to wear, you know, fake jerseys or something. Because nobody's paying attention. Something's going on in Buffalo. You're right. It's the culture. And the culture's got to change. It's got to change. It's got to change. They need to hire Mike Gillis. Mike Gillis. Yeah, bring Gillis on. Somehow, some way. And Jack Eichel's assistant GM, at least. Because I know they got a GM already. Some random dude who worked with... I know I said random, but man, who is this guy? Has this guy been a GM before? Yo, Kevin Adams won a Stanley Cup. Did he? Oh, see, there you go. There you go. Awesome, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Who is this guy? Great question. You want a Stanley Cup? It's all good, bro. Uh, it's all good. You guys got a Stanley Cup GM? It's all good. It's Hope is coming. All good, man. Hope is go. cousin, cousin. It's all good, baby. And Kevin Adams won with the Carolina Hurricanes. So, I mean, if you can win with the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, what? Way back when? Way back then? Yeah, 2000 and what was that? 2006? Yeah. Oh, what's he done since? He worked for the Buffalo Sabres organization <laughs> for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i got no hope man i got no hope <laughs> i got no hope how are you gonna give a dude where's the positivity for buffalo man come on they needed that positivity oh, there. And you just, man yeah i just, just, I just rocked up right i just rocked up i just rocked nine years up. out of the playoffs you finally have a good gm rob kruger maybe he's a good coach i don't know but at the very least buffalo you got to have some hope that things are going to change because it doesn't look very good right now maybe it's not going to be next year maybe it's not even going to be the year after that but maybe the year after that, things will finally look up. Wow. You know, in a time like this where you really don't know what tomorrow will bring, Trevor just guaranteed that things will get better in 1,000 days. 1,000 days, Buffalo. <laughs> you can start counting now. Start counting now. Start counting now, yo. My cousins, man. My cousins. I feel bad for you, yo. I feel bad for well, that's you. What's the thing is Sabres and Canucks fans have suffered through the same thing. 50 years of losing. Mm, damn. 50 years of no cups. Our family sucks. It's the same fate. Even it's, Fuck the draft lot. We've both gone through the same fate. We've gone through the same thing. Buffalo just going through it really bad right now. We went through it in the 80s when they were making the playoffs all the time, you know? These things happen in sports. I mean... This is easily the Sabres' worst stretch in franchise history, though. Like, let's oh be real. It's been God, fucking terrible. Man. Why'd you got to do that, man? Why'd you got to do that? Can't gotta get Buffalo Why'd you got to bring Vancouver in this, too, okay? Why are you always doing this, man? Well, we're talking Why about how we're brothers, this? man. You brought it up. Why are you always doing this, man? I thought we had the upper hand on Buffalo there for a bit, okay? I wasn't trying to chirp them. I was actually trying to cheer on our family. You want to hear how we have But if they have to look up to someone in Vancouver... How far are they really looking? That's my question, bro. Our family sucks right now, bro. Our family sucks. Buffalo, Vancouver. You really going to do the family like this? That's what I'm saying, man. This year is even bigger than I thought, man. Embrace the fake for our family. Embrace the fake for Buffalo. Buffalo, you want a team to cheer for? Cheer for the Vancouver Canucks. That's all I'm saying. We're going to do it for the family. We're going to bring a cup to the family. For the cousins, yo. It's the year to do it, Buffalo. If you're going to cheer for the Canucks, this is the year. I mean, you guys are going to be in the dance sometime soon, so you may as well hop on your brother's bandwagon. We're here for you. Sabres fans, come aboard. Come aboard. We know you love Quinn Hughes. You love the good old Hughes-Ratsmith-Darlene debate. <laughs> 
Michael Patterson. I take Dolan. I'm still taking Dolan, man. I've seen that. Come on, man. Come on. I'll, and I and I fuck with Quinn Hughes, but it's a great debate. Do you remember Rossman's Dolan highlights way back when? Oh, he and he. This, the thing is, he does what Hughes does, ago. but he's physical <laughs> as hell. He's crazy. Man, is this sad music still played, man? Shit, dude. We good. We good. We'll reel it back, man. What a oh, man. That was deep, man. It's always hard going back in, into the family family tree, you know. Yeah, because it's pretty enough. sad. It's pretty well, sad. What else, man? What else? Well, I was going to say one more thing. If you want, <laughs> if you want the Canucks having a one-up on the Sabres, three cup finals to two, but the Sabres have made the playoffs 50 times or played in 50 playoff series, not 50 times. <laughs> Whoa. It's like that. They fired. <laughs> they, they've been in 50 playoff series. The Canucks have been in 43. Great. So a little edge Thanks, there. bro. Little Thanks, bro. There. Thanks, bro. And they won the 1970 draft lottery. You hear about that? Our family sucks. <laughs> Do they suck more than us, though? That's the question. That is the question. And, um, you know, I think when it gets this bad, we're talking about no cups, 100 years combined. You know what? Nobody can say anything in this family. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody says anything. The dinner table, it's depressing. It's depressing. Crazy times, man. Oh, well. Buffalo, we're here for you. If you want to hop in the Canucks bandwagon, embrace the fake baby here. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing at Nux Misconduct. They should join us. They should join us. Kyle, speaking of Nux Misconduct, speaking of Vancouver, why don't you throw in some meanwhile in Canadian, man? I got an- another little Canadian debate to throw your Are way. Are you serious? related. Okay, you want to get, we going to get into meanwhile Canadia? Let's do it. You listening to Silky and Filthy. All right. Meanwhile, in Canadian here on Silky and Filthy, one of our old favorite segments that we turned into a whole another damn show. So we hadn't brought it back here. But Kyle, I got a hockey-related angle for you here. Because if we're looking at hub cities, it looks like Vegas is named one. Shout out to our boy Rob Fay that he actually broke that story on Wednesday night when we were in the studio for He's the first time boy? in three months. He's Rob our Faye, boy? yeah, TSN 1040. I know. Oh, like from Vancouver our city. Canadians, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he was our boy, though. You no, no, him? no. Just a, no, just as a Vancouver. I, Damn, no, man. I haven't met Rob Faye. No, he's a dope dude, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I met him once at, at school way back when. Oh, really? Super yeah. nice guy. Super nice yeah, guy. Yeah. And let's be real. Late night sports talk, he, he kills it. He does an amazing job, man. Amazing job. Yeah, no, he really does. So he, he broke this story about Vegas being a hub city, uh, along with Adrian Dater over in Colorado. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like Vegas is going to be one of the hub cities. Uh, who knows how to feel about that? They still had, uh, you know, I think almost 200 coronavirus cases new today. Uh, the rates are kind of going up because the mayor wants to open things up. Um, but if they are named the hub city, I think it comes down to Vancouver and Toronto as the other two options. If the Canadian government's going to let teams in, I think they want to have a Canadian city as well, where the rates have been lower. And I do wonder, what, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be Vancouver or Toronto? Why not both? Why not both? Why, why, I think I think why are they going to Vegas? Why are they going to the States? Things are bad <laughs> there know. right now. The, the, the virus is, is still pretty, pretty prominent across the board. Now, I said both. Why go to Toronto? Yeah, Toronto's not great right now either. But lower than like Nevada and most other places in the States. Is there an island? Yo, let's just get a hockey island. island. You know that. You know how Dana White wanted to get the Fighting Island, Fight Island, or whatever. Hockey why can't Island, have Hockey Island, man. Why not? I feel as it if could just be like you'll go to like to the Arctic. It'd be Ooh. awesome, man. A little pond hockey, Stanley Cup, dude. Why not? Why not give it to uh, none of it? None of it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm down. I, I guarantee uh, Batman's having none of that. <laughs> 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 Woo! Okay, that's how we feel it. That's how we feel it. No, that's a. Uh, 
that that's that's where things get super interesting here with the return of the NHL. Cause the numbers are are still there. Again, still prominent. And that's a problem. That's a problem. You know what that is? That's a concern. So <laughs> damn. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just taking this one day at a time again. <laughs> it's one of those times, man. It's one of those times. One of those times. Yeah. So actually look at Ontario today. They had just like a few less cases than Nevada. But you're talking about a bigger population, obviously a bigger landmass in Ontario than, than Nevada, which is just a, a small state in the States. So yeah, you look around and, and Vancouver does have some of the lowest rates and I don't know about economic impact or anything. I'm more thinking just about safety for the players at this point, if they're actually going to go through with this. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Um, and it's funny because I, I think the players want Vegas. They want like these quarantine hotels and casinos. They want that freedom. Whereas that's why places like Edmonton, who doesn't have enough hotels or Columbus where there's not much to do, aren't very attractive options because the players... Again, they have a huge say in this. I, one of the reasons I don't think this might not even happen is because, you know, the players aren't really being compensated for this at this point, from what I'm hearing. I mean, listen to their interviews with some of the analysts. They don't even know how they're going to get paid yet. I mean, there's... What does that mean? Like, they've been paid. Players get paid until the end of the regular season. And, yeah. and the playoffs is all bonus-based for the most part, right? But the players, again, are risking their health for this, right? That's what they would argue. They want some more guaranteed things on paper type, yeah. type of movement. It makes sense. It makes sense. Again, this is... This is a complicated process, but as fans and people on the outside outside of this, I just feel as if those type of things involving paperwork and all that, you know, we have, we shouldn't worry about that stuff, okay? We'll never find out if that thing is getting done or not. It it probably is. It's just some complicated stuff that we don't understand, you know? I'm not even trying to understand the complications of of making that within your, your whole policy, your insurance that's a that's a lot of things going on, and we're dealing with millions of dollars that have to get Lots handed out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. But again, we're getting the approval across the board from obviously the Premier of BC, Premier of Alberta, have been pushing hard. Uh, Bonnie Henry, the health minister in BC, she's on board with the plan. Trudeau is now endorsing it. Like, which with 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 each passing day, it sounds like more and more likely that there's going to be hockey in Canada if hockey comes back at all. Man, and I, I think there's a good chance it's Vancouver, but I also think that they maybe want teams in different time zones as well because they want to still live their lives properly. Like they did. Like get, guys getting routines, right? Players probably want that. Do they want to be playing on the East Coast at ten o'clock at night? No, maybe. 100%. I don't it's, know. It's different. You, maybe though. Maybe because this is bizarre. Bizarre. This is uh, it's not fantasy land. It's not fantasy land for sure, based on circumstance, but it's. It's it's going to be a situation where these players are just in a in a quote unquote bubble for a couple months where <laughs> hockey's just going on everywhere. Like I'm talking, there's games to go to. These players for the first time will be able to just watch other NHL teams play games. That's going to be a thing, man. Because th- th- look what the NBA is doing. Okay, they're they they're they're promising these amenities uh, like players only lounges. Who knows what's going to be at those lounges? All these pools, barbers. You know, they're, they're pretty much building a little a little district within this bubble. You also get, like, movie screenings, DJ sets, concerts maybe. I'm telling you, this all came out yesterday. Damn. And most importantly, players can attend other games. So you never know if they're going to want to play late games. It just may feel it may feel very important. It's for, still for the Stanley Cup, but there's that, that beer league aspect to it. Right, it's it's right. bizarre. Yeah, you're totally you're playing right. hockey. 
It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to hear about the movies and the concerts. And yeah. I, that's that's a whole other concept. That's what the NBA is doing. NHL, I, I, I don't again, know. But you, you wonder, maybe the NHL tries to go over something like that. That's why probably Vegas is such an attractive option because Vegas, you can do it's that. set up. It's just set up. Just by having a couple Who's coming out to? Dollars. Yeah. Who's yeah. coming out to put on for the NHL? Like these DJs that are coming through, these potential concerts that's going to be happening, people want to be a part of the NBA experience. The yeah. NHL, I I don't know. They got Snoop Dogg in the video game, though. They should just have. They should just have Snoop Dogg compensate the, like, the whole game. James Sabalski, yeah. James Sabalski and Snoop Dogg set it up, NHL. No, no, there no. You go. Snoop Dogg and Ray Ferraro. Holy shit! There you go. Hey, that'd be that. I was be thinking Chris Chris Cuthbert, man. Oh, Chris Cuthbert, that's some news, Snoop man. Dogg. That's some news. And um, creaming for Cuthbert, one of the silky and filthy first episodes, I think. It's. Ah oh, man, it's it's just one of those situations where it had to happen. You, if, if Sportsnet has everything, everything, they got to have the best talent presenting the game. It's only good for the game. Sucks for TSN, but it's good for the game. You need to hear his voice. It's good for the game, man. I feel so good for Chris Cuthbert. Creaming for Cuthbert. Just gonna say whoa, it one more whoa, time. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, creaming for Cuthbert. Did man. you did you write an article like that? No, it was the name of one of like the first episodes of Silky and Filthy. Man, oh, was it? Yeah, we're talking about our favorite broadcasters. I mentioned hey, Chris, Chris Cuthbert. Bro. But Chris Cuthbert, now he, he got a guaranteed one Stanley fi- Cup final call in his contract. So it'll be, that'll be a first for him. So, man, I just shout out to Chris Cuthbert, man. So happy for you. Been doing such a great job for at least three decades now. I heard some clips of Chris Cuthbert in the early 90s. I mean, yeah, he's been killing it for a long time, man. Just uh, just happy for him. Just happy for him. Cooper Cuthbert. Next question. Don't even know if it's the, the last question. Haven't even looked at the itinerary for, for today's episode. Just talking hockey with my boy Trevor Beggs. The NBA over the last couple of days, you got some players, some, some commentators, podcasters talking about how this is not the right time to put any te- attention towards sports because of the focus of the focus towards Black Lives Matter, that movement. This this is a, a different time in, in our lifespan where where nothing really matters and, and all eyes should be on what's going on. If the NBA and its players decide to not even play in this bizarro gimmicky tournament for the Larry O'Brien, should the NHL do the same? Now the NHL this year they've had a a really really like complicated relationship disappointing relationship with black hockey players and black people just in general over the last like 6 7 months everything from Bill Peters and and man we even saw it with I, I was watching highlights of, of Devonte Smith Pelly a couple of years ago in Washington something was said to him in the penalty box just some stupid shit man I just feel as if that will be presented and, and I wonder what they do I wonder what they do. That could be a statement, you know, if a if a league with the majority of white players decided not to play as well. Yeah. Yeah, that would be something else, man. It would. It's probably the right thing to do, to be honest with you. It's way bigger than sports. It's way bigger than sports, and I think that option is gonna be gonna be there for the players. And and it's it's not to say that that athlete activism I guess that's how you would say it isn't important and isn't vital and could work. 100%, 100%. But, yeah, once again, it's just that that risk of having even a little bit of attention being taken away from Black Lives Matter. It's it's right. It's going to be fascinating to see like what happens with the world 
And again, that could be a a really impactful move for the entire world to witness. Again, this group of like 90, 99% Pretty white much, people yeah. just, yeah. you know what, we're not going to play hockey. Yeah. Of that would this. be crazy. It would. So it would. are you Who saying knows? the NBA is thinking of doing the same thing? Or well, God, like they're just, they're just reports of some players. Like th- these are reports coming from like woes, you know, so. That's pretty reliable. And even um, Steven Jackson, right, host of, host of all the smoke, very, very good podcast. Like I, this is so entertaining. And to every single episode is just a good episode. They get all the best players. Oh, free plug right here. Free it, no, plug. No, <laughs> seriously, it, it, it actually became one of those to an NBA podcast to the world's Damn. best podcast. And again, it's the NBA. They drive entertainment. They drive value. There, when their players are talking, the world listens. He even said the same thing. This is not the this is not the right time to play sports. Yeah, they're just opinions, and I think everyone in the world right now, rightfully so, are just wanting the best and thinking the way that they're thinking. And uh, it, who knows? Who knows? Who well, knows? it's like it, it's just sports. One hundred percent, it's just sports. Yeah, it doesn't fine. fucking matter. You know, if there's a stand to be made, and that would be pretty big. Look how powerful sports were with shutting down the coronavirus. You know, one guy gets sick and, like, all sports are shut down the next day. Check what players not playing sports across all these major leagues because of, you know, Black Lives Matter, because of racism and standing up for those injustices. Yeah. That'd be fucking powerful, man. It would be uh, another one of those humbling experiences for everyone. Again, here's this opportunity for entertainment to be brought into our households. And... They could again. They could still make an impact. They could still do their protest. They could still make a stamp on what's happening in the world, and and it may be better that they're playing. But if they had the option and they said no, man, again, whoa, whoa, that's that's the way the world, the West, and North America would be starting their summer. Yeah, it's, some, it's something else, man. It's it's funny. Over at knoxmcconnor.com, we got a great, hilarious writer, Jimmy Sinek. Shout he, out. He keeps talking about the Stanley, or he's like, yes, yes, the Canucks will be in the playoffs when hockey's back in 2023. And I was like laughing, oh, oh Jimmy, you know, coronavirus, we'll, we'll get through that, like at least by next year. But man, you talk about everything that's going on, coronavirus, all these, you know, all these protests going on, like what the hell is next? Maybe hockey won't be back 2023, man. Maybe it's got like three years of And if sports. that's the case, we're still going to be podcasting. Hell yeah, man. And we'll, we'll make the theories up. I love reminiscing on the past too, man. So maybe we'll do that to finish off this episode. Let's do it. Because we're going to be doing this for the next while to come, man. Let's Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. We had a a great decade, okay? So I I wanted to go back and talk about, or I I wanted to rank the Stanley Cup Finals of the last decade, man. Okay. Okay. This is, is, uh, we're in a Stanley Cup Final season right now. What would be Stanley Cup Final season? Obviously, there were some painful anniversaries in Vancouver and probably some other markets this week as well. Um, but I'm curious where uh, if you agree with where I ranked Vancouver and Boston on this list. I bet a lot of Canucks fans are ranking pretty high. Uh, let's see if you agree with where I ranked it. But let's go. Let's I'm gonna start go. with number ten and number nine. Let's just rip them off. But LA, New Jersey, 2012. It, it was a letdown series from Vancouver, Boston. The hockey wasn't very entertaining. Kings went up three nothing, even though they won- three games went to overtime. Three nothing lead. It was over pretty fast. Game six sucked. It was a blowout. Uh, and then obviously number nine with New York Rangers in 2014. Again. Three OT games, but the Kings took a three nothing lead. It was the same story. Hockey wasn't quite as fast and entertaining yet. It was a slow checking King style, um, and obviously they won an OT in Game Five. Uh, number eight, I had Pittsburgh Nashville. You know, it was Pittsburgh's second cup. Maybe you know there wasn't a new per- person at the dance other than Nashville, um, but there was a lot of blows in the series too. 
And like game six, I didn't find that exciting. It was Pittsburgh scored those two goals in, the, in like the last. Oh, Latang and, uh, and Hornquist. Hornquist scored the winner, yeah. Yes. And then Latang. That Latang goal was nice. Yeah. Circled around the net, got the feet from Crosby again. Yeah, that, that was a nice play. You know, just going back to 10 and 9. Damn, just looking at how disconnected I was with the game, just bored and kind of dead from 2011. LA, New York. Big market, right? Huge match for the league, yeah. And even if you go back to New Jersey, New Jersey, just <sighs> bro door. Yeah, and, and like bro what, door. 40, 41 at that point? Yeah, that was just an epic storyline and just coast to coast. I, I had a point there, but it was man, epic. It something, was epic. Something, something like flew out of my mind there. Damn. What's well, just, going on? Just the fact that those are your bottom two on the list. Yeah. Hey, man, we got to give some, uh, some limelight to what the Kings did, especially at. At 2012, or in 2012. It was a crazy run. Crazy run. It was a crazy run. Was a crazy run. run. Like, yeah, and, and that will go down as one of the craziest but runs the ever. Sucked. They were pretty much unbeatable. And Exactly. I'm talking about the entertainment value yeah. of the series more than anything. I just don't think it was a very good series. Okay, New Jersey okay. didn't have a lot of stars. And someone's got to be last anyways, man. Okay, carry uh, on. Number seven, I'm, I'm going to short Pittsburgh again. I have Pittsburgh San Jose number seven. Uh, bias aside, I was, I was traveling in Europe. Actually, this is probably the Stanley Cup final I've watched the least of. But I did watch... The game six finale at like four in the morning in Ireland. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, I know there's a couple OT games in that one, but again, game six was kind of underwhelming. That's the game I watched. Are six game series just bad? I, well, I think they can be it's good. It's so close. It's so close, right? <laughs> That's yeah. where the disappointment stems from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, when I go to number six here, this is like almost another tier, I think. Those, those four cup finals, obviously, cup finals are good, but. Yeah. We're going up a tier here. Washington, Vegas. I know this is only five games, but the first two games of the series were nuts. You had so, the 6-5 oh Vegas man. win in game one. Holpy save. Super close game two with that crazy Holpy save. Oh. And even game three, it was close in Washington. Yes. And then game game four was just, it was good hockey, though. Washington just dominated. Yes. It was crazy. And then the comeback in game five. Like yeah. I think it was just a, it was a storybook series. Two oh, like Vegas being there as well. It was there was a lot of intrigue in that final. Vegas is a fun team to watch. And they Washington lived up to it in that. Watch. They lived up to it in that jam packed short series. They did, in a, in yeah. a sense. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, for sure. It, Vegas, obviously, just a huge, huge underdog the whole year. They had the horrible events of September from that year. It was just remarkable, but they were doing it the right way, weren't they? Yeah, they were weren't amazing. they doing it the yeah, right way? Sure. They were playing the game team fast. Game. Team game, but they were fast. Yeah. They were just dissecting teams. Dissecting teams. And then you had Ovechkin. Ovechkin in the party. Ovechkin yeah, in the nuts. party. That's when Ovechkin, you know, put himself back in that conversation. Who's better, Crosby or Ovechkin? I almost thought I ranked this too low, but it was a five-game series. I think that was kind of my main reason yeah. behind it. Yeah, jam-packed for, sure. for five games. Yeah. Uh, number five, this was not a five-game series. This is where I have Boston and Vancouver, number five on the list. Don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> The games were entertaining despite some of the blowouts. I think, you know, it, it was interesting hearing Kevin BX on Sports since 650 said he went back and watched the entire finals, all of rounds one and rounds three. And he, he his one takeaway was that he kind of thought in some of the losses, the Canucks were, were better than he thought at the time, just because hockey is so close. It's a game of bounces. And too bad the Canucks had to be a lot better <laughs> yeah. to win those games. Those blowouts were so bad that that I can't even but have think, that think series fandom, though, right? I think if you watch it from an unbiased perspective, the Canucks did have bounces. They have posts. They had breakaways that they fanned on it. And Tim Thomas was on top of his game, and Luongo wasn't in some of those contests. That was the other thing. You know, you got two sides of Luongo in that one. As everybody knows in this market, still a great goaltender, though. I think we've so somewhat gotten over two that. Two sides but. of Luongo. That would be 
a great name for his autobiography. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, man. Hey, Luongo. There you go, buddy. Strong bone. Got you. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. But yeah, I think overall, like despite some of the the, the blowouts have it ranked farther down this list, but some of the games are fucking intense. Trevor, you know, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay? <laughs> I so, can see you getting I'm so tense, man. fucking getting mad tense. right now, bro. Just I'm mad and bored. All right, let's go to number bored. four. Bored. 2011, man. Shit. Well, let's go to number four, okay? I'm going back to 2010 with this one. Chicago and Philadelphia, their first final. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a crazy final. I almost thought I'd rank this too low as well, but there were so many goals in this series. You think of like Layden, Michael Layden and Anti Nemi and Net. This is a high scoring series. You had games that were 7 4, 6 5, a lot of overtime games. Even game six was a fucking doozy, man. Obviously, that goal was kind of, kind of shitty. It was a stanchion goal, but. Um, you know, it, it was a really good series overall between two really fast hockey teams. Chicago just breaking out of that point. Um, yeah, man. I was really entertained watching that one. Um, number three, this might hurt for you as well, man. Chicago-Boston. Again, entertaining as fuck series. I put my bias aside, though. Great series. Three game, three of the first four games into overtime. You had a triple overtime game. The crazy finishing game six. Like, from an entertainment perspective, that one had all the drama you could ask for as well. Yes, and two original 16. For sure, yeah. It, it was epic. Two past champions. You know, they were trading blow for blow. Yeah, yeah. It was, that it was ending is just terrific, man. Terrific. I know from Vancouver shouldn't be saying that, but I think I've removed Chicago from my hate list and just looking looking at how it went down and it, it was just a miracle pretty much. And, and even Dave Boland, when he scored that goal, almost threw, threw out his gloves up in the air because he thought he thought that was like overtime or something. That's how happy he was. It was just that, that bizarre of a moment. Crazy. Two goals in what? A couple minutes? Not even. 90 seconds, 60 seconds, something crazy like that to win the game in the third. Yeah, fair enough, man. Number two, I got Boston and St. Louis. I felt like I might have ranked this too high, actually. Who would you switch? Give it a switch right now. Well, I feel like I'd almost like bump maybe Chicago-Philadelphia above it. Just entertainment-wise. Chicago-Philadelphia was crazy. Cool, Cool, there you go. Get down um, there, St. (laughs) Louis-Boston. But it was a crazy series. It was back and forth. The Boston wins again. They were blowed. Some of those games weren't that entertaining. But in general, you get that back and forth series. St. Louis, the crazy win in game two overtime. And then the surprising dominance in game seven. Like you, you kind of went into that game against Boston in game seven in Boston. You're like, fuck, this. St. Louis can't win this. There's no way. Boston's been way too good in their wins. And not only was it not that close, like I feel like St. Louis dominated that game. Like they it did. Was over. They did. It was over. Yeah. It, it was over. But a crazy story for St. Louis as well, man. Over 50 years without winning. The Jordan Bennington story. Yeah. And I actually think it was good first. hockey. It was like almost a, a throwback to big boy hockey. And there's a bit of a juxtaposition with my number one pick on the list. No, it was a, it was a, it was a good series. Last to first. The way it was capped off. And Boston looked a lot like Vancouver. Yeah. Eight years prior. Bit. Just just the way that the bench looked afterwards. Yeah. When you get your ass kicked like that right at the end, last game of the yeah. season, oh man, that's sour. Yeah. There's some close series finales in these playoffs here, but I think, yeah, the LA New Jersey game and the St. Louis Boston game, the Vancouver Boston game, like there were some that were absolute blowouts for sure, man. Blowouts. Yeah. But there's some games like Washington Vegas, crazy game, game five there to finish that off. Mm-hmm. Um, number one on my list, this might be an unassuming series for some people, but I always rank this as my number one of the decade. Chicago-Tampa. Now, it's a funny series because there weren't a lot of goals scored, but the entertainment value for me is, is when hockey changed. And I've said this before on podcasts and in general, but man, hey. these two teams, it was, a, it was a move towards fast, exciting hockey. Like, it was a move away from the big boy hockey that LA and you see with LA and Boston in the last four finals. Man, 
that's my that's my regret in life right now. Just me turning off the television when it came to hockey post 2011, 2012. Just being Such that gross series. with the game and uh, and the fact that I missed that series and, and only been able to capture highlight packages, which are entertaining as hell. Is man, that's that's gross. For for you to say that changed the game and you saw it, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yo, go watch that that game six highlight package and shout out to Stamkos, man. He was so crazy. Stamkos, Stamkos was great. Yeah. He tried his ass off in that game. Um, who who's doing that? Sportsnet or the NHL? They're putting together those packages. They've they've been. I don't even care, man. Sometimes it's just random people. Hey, man. They they've been doing clips. it. They've been doing it, man. We appreciate minute. it. We appreciate it, man. That that's hockey right there, and we miss the sport. And if it if it takes till twenty twenty three to to see the sport again, <laughs> well, wait. There you go, man. Well, fuck, I got to give Chicago credit. I know they won three cups, but they all series they played into me were a really entertaining series, man. Dude, they got... Drama for the game of hockey, man. That was they got showtime, you know? They got showtime. And, we'll see and who they got does, swagger. We'll see who does it in the next decade, man. Maybe hey. we won't play the cup to 2023, but I guarantee your Vancouver Canucks, Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson will be there one day. And so will probably be oh, Connor McDavid and, and Leon Draisaitl. <laughs> hey. Probably there at some point, too. No, they will, man. Leon Draisaitl. You heard our player previews, man. They're, they're, Vancouver's beating Edmonton in the conference final this yep, year. Yeah, they it's are. Booked. They it's are. Booked. They Embrace are. the fake, baby. Embrace it. Embrace it. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's get out of here, okay? Well, hockey's coming back sometime. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Three years down the road, but we'll be here for you. Silky and Filthy, that's Kyle Bowen. I'm Trevor Biggs. We appreciate you listening to the show, and we'll catch you filthy bastards next time. Peace, peace, peace.